Well, hi, you guys. I'm Rick Dancer. Um, welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. Um, we, uh, there's it's telling me that there's an error on one of my Facebook pages, but I don't care. It's not going to, it's not going to bother me. I'll just say, Hey, we'll just keep going. Um, anyway, tonight is, uh, our BS free MD. So these are two doctors. They're married, husband and wife, Tim and May, and they're out of sweet home Lebanon area. And they started a podcast. And so now we're going to start doing one of those podcasts every month and then telling you about the other ones that they have, because they have all kinds of stuff. Last week, we had a doctor who was telling people that plants will kill you. <laughs> and I had the hardest time getting Facebook to let me air it. I had to take all of that out of the intro because, and that's the sexy part. That's the part you want to know. That's the fun part. Like plants will kill you. You know, it's a great lead. And I couldn't leave it in there because it was, that's how, how much censoring they do. So um, anyway, I'm going to bring them on in just a second here real quick. And our show is sponsored by BS Free MD, also their friend and mine, Matt McCarl at New Leaf Hyperbarics and Wellness Center. If you haven't tried hyperbarics, what the hell is wrong with you? It's awesome. And he also has light therapy, he has all kinds of different things going on, and it's all alternative medicine which is kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight is a little bit, uh, it's the perfect diet. And our other sponsor is Chris Dental Family Dentistry, where everyone is welcome. And if you're going to eat right, you better have teeth that can handle it unless you're going to suck on a tit. <laughs> uh, I'll volunteer for that study. <laughs> well, of course you will. May and Tim, everybody, um, welcome. I'm excited because I, um, I think everybody's, Everybody's been on a diet. They're going on a diet. I had a guy come up to me at the gym the other day, and he's pretty big. And he said, um, what do you do? I just, I've tried every diet in the world. And I said, you know, I think what you're really telling us is really not the perfect diet. It's the perfect lifestyle. Because isn't doctors, isn't changing the way we eat and, and kind of thinking about our body as um, what well, the food is a fuel, it's, it keeps us moving. That's the fuel that keeps our body going, right? So I try to tell Tim when he reaches for the Melba toast in the cupboard at night, you don't need any more fuel for the night. <laughs> so what's the biggest mistake people make when they're, like in, 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 uh, when they're talking about food? The, the biggest mistake? Yeah. Yeah, it's eating highly refined food. I mean, I, I, I've done tons of speaking on this kind of stuff over like almost two decades. And and really processed food is what you're supposed your body's supposed to do in digestion so essentially if you are eating processed food you're eating vomit because it's already been processed for you so that's a good way to think of it so if it makes a crinkly sound like cellophane or it goes when you open it it probably shouldn't go in your mouth yeah i would you know i think that's the biggest mistake i, I think it's a two-pronged thing for sure it's that absolutely what tim said People forget what real food is. We need to be eating real food. And, you know, we're not that old, but we're in our late 50s. I just think back to how we ate when we were kids. I mean, we were talking about the other day. We said, do you remember, can you count how many times a year you got to drink soda? And I was like, I think it was not even, you know, on one hand because it was like a big deal. It was like a treat. It was like Christmas or New Year's. Well, some people consume you know, gallons of it a day. And actually I read in one of the books that I really like the um, average consumption is what did I say? 60 gallons, gallons per 
year per person in the U.S. Of soda? Yes, just soda. That's not counting sugar. So if the average is 60 gallons per person per year in the U.S., I mean, you, you know that some people are chugging it like their life water. So carbohydrate intake has gone up crazy over the last, um, I don't know, three well, decades, really, four decades. If you chart it, yes. it, it, it was the mid 70s with the sugar crisis, right? During the Nixon administration, which was the early 70s. Because Nixon didn't make it through the 70s. Thank you, Watergate, right? And so the, And the push by actually the American Heart Association and doctors that high fat, bad, you should be on a low fat diet. So what happens when you cut back on fat? Then naturally, there's only three macros, protein, carbs, and fat. And so something's got to go up. And it's been the gradual increase of carbohydrate consumption since then. And so when people went low fat, and they increased their carbs, the carbs just turned into the fat. No, and exactly. Exactly. You better off have the fat, wouldn't you? Because at least it goes in your stomach and says, I'm full. Whereas potato chips don't say they're full until you've had the 12 ounce bag and it's all gone. No, no, that's a hundred percent correct. So, so what happened was, you know, there was this massive study, the Framingham heart study, which is out of Framingham, um, Massachusetts. It's a little city that's about 10 miles outside of Boston. Interestingly, I've done it twice. When you run the Boston marathon, you run right straight through the, the main street of Framingham or, and, uh, it's, fascinating so they studied all of the people there like it, literally the entire population of this town and they're like oh my gosh people with high cholesterol die earlier from heart disease that was this premise they came up with even though there were some people with super high cholesterol that didn't seem to ever get heart attacks those are the people that had the high the, you know the high good cholesterol so then the assumption was if you eat fat or you eat cholesterol, it's going to raise your cholesterol. Ergo, that's bad. Right. Okay. So then that, that was just bad science. Not like we've ever seen bad science in healthcare ever before. Okay? <laughs> like the last two years. <laughs> well, how about today when the geniuses at the vaccine, um, what was that? The, the independent group that was reviewing the childhood vaccination program for the FDA voted 15 to zero to put the COVID vaccine on the childhood vaccination program list, which is purely a play to get rid of out of, out of liability. Cause if it's a childhood vaccine, it shields is shields the companies for all use of the vaccine, both for children and for adults, as far as liability is concerned. Crazy. Wow. So, you know, so, so now we're going to mandatorily vaccinate, children for a disease that doesn't kill them. Okay, but you're getting off topic. No, here. I know, but I'm, it's bad it's science. Your, it's your passion. It right. There, so, so anyway, so there was bad science with diet. Okay, well, that, that happened to simultaneously kind of dovetail at the same time as a sugar crisis in the 70s. Okay. okay. Right? So, because we normally got sugar from sugar cane. So then what happened was there's this Japanese scientist that figured out that you could take corn and turn it into high fructose corn syrup okay? okay so then what ended up happening was you know we started producing this putting it in soft drinks all of this kind of stuff well it ramped up because iowa is where the first presidential primary is so it's it has there's always these corn growing the, you know it's, it's the biggest corn growing state there's always these handouts politically to iowa as far as you know incentives to to grow stuff and you know be right. happy and vote for me because uh, you know blah 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 so anyways, so we ended up with this massive glut 
of corn. And it's like, well, what the heck are we going to do with it? Well, we're going to turn it into sugar and we're going to put it in everything. So we're going to put it in ketchup. We're going to put it in potato chips. We're going to put absolutely everything is going to get doused with sugar. Okay. Meanwhile, at the same time, the government regulators are saying, you know what? It's a really good idea to be low fat. Okay. Well, if you're low fat, then your calories have to come from someplace else. So then everything just became super high carbohydrate and super high. And loaded with high fructose corn syrup. Now, tell them so, what the name so, of that show was that we watched that gives a whole history. It was, it was a, there was a Netflix show that was pretty syrup. good about this. I, I had actually initially talked to colleagues about this probably 10, 15 years ago with regards to the like explosion. And ac actually, if you graph obesity rates in the United States and high fructose corn syrup sales, they are the exact same graph. Huh. So, yeah. And now, so, and, and then there's another, there's another thing that happened. And Tim, I just read, was read this in, which is a book um, I'm going to recommend to everybody. But the, the other thing that happened, and I can't remember what decade it was, I think it was the seventies or eighties was the American Bakers Association started to add in vitamins to the ah, flour yes. in the flour industry because they did studies and found that you know they were worried actually about kids not getting enough vitamins and nutrition and they thought well you know you you see milk it's got it says vitamin d added right and cereal vitamin d fortified b vitamin fortified well that's got to be good because special k yeah with vitamins if my kid will eat cereal and it's vitamin fortified right. well Therefore, they're going to get those vitamins when they're eating their Fruit Loops. Well, you think you're doing something good, but really what happened was they did a study and that showed that when they fed fortified flour, fortified food with extra B vitamins, especially to animals, um, sheep, I think it was the study, that they then, their bo your body knows what it needs and what it wants. And so it's like, ah, I'm going to eat this food preferentially that has the four the vitamins in it, and I'm not going to eat the natural food. So in the study, the sheep ditched like grass and regular food and would eat this fortified stuff, the supplement. <clears throat> Long story short, they quit eating healthy food. And then they found, and the correlate is in humans, what happens is, is when they put this vitamin B into flour and white flour products and it's fortified, and then you get Twinkies with the fortified flour, the donuts, the anything that has high processed carbohydrate flours, especially you preferentially want to eat those on a subconscious. I mean, it is like a, your body craves it because it's fortified and it's like, eh, I'll get my vitamins through this. Especially, so, so you're almost tricking this. your body into having yes. even more of a sugar addiction because you're actually getting some now, nutrients that it, you really need. Is it healthy? No. The, uh, the, the truth is that just because there's vitamins in crap doesn't make it healthy. It's still vitamin fortified crap. Well, and then you're eating more. Too? Yes. Yes. And vitamin D to milk. I remember when I was a kid. Yes. It's supposed and to be better for you. No, you should be getting your vitamin D from like the sunlight and all the sources of vitamin D in food and, and you need a diverse type of diet. So the, it's fascinating. Um, I'm going to tell everybody to read. I love this author, James. He goes by Dr. Danick because his name is Danickel Antonio. It's really long and he has written an 
all kinds of books. He's a PhD in pharmacy and a researcher. He's been published all over the world and he's in numerous journals and authors, um, the BMJ and various things. Although we don't trust a lot of those anymore. But let's just say his book is called The Obesity Fix. And um, he has some other ones that are great. But that one gives a history of obesity in the world, but specifically America, what's happened with carbohydrates, how we've gone from eating like three teaspoons, a, you know, a day to like pounds at a time, um, but also how refined carbohydrates have changed the, with the white flours, the white carbs, the sugar increase, like Tim's talking about, and how we basically just exploded with illness that is pretty much all related to diet. In you guys' practice, when when you were practicing, um, how big how big an issue was obesity? <laughs> Massive. Uh, <laughs> huge. I knew. Huge. Was, huge. Was large... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's like Rosie O'Donnell all over it. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, but but I'm gonna jump in and say, but not in kids. It was really unusual to have obese kids until now. And now it's shifted. I think. What did they say? Thirty percent of um, children under 18. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know obesity. how much that's changed. The, the stat is 70% of people are overweight, overweight by definition of BMI is still kind of, I think it's 30% of children. Now. You know, take that, take that for what you will, because you can have, you know, 10% body fat as a male and have a BMI that's still technically obese. Right. A lot of weightlifters go are, are have terrible BMIs and they, yet they have hardly right. any fat on them. Yeah, it's based on, but it's still right. a guy. It's like it's a guy, but you can tell that you know. I, I have friends that come here from um, other countries, and the first thing, the first thing they always say to me is, "Oh my God, Americans are so fat." Well, it used to be when we first moved here, which was in the mid '90s, and you know, our parents would come down to visit. I remember my mom. And you're from Canada, just so people know, right? And I remember my back then. My my parents would. But they would, their eyes would pop open. You know, we'd be at the mall and they would look at people and they're like, oh my goodness, like half of the people in here are fat, like obese. Now, Canada is catching up to the US, but I remember just being overwhelmed. I mean, there was huge people, but not the same as, as now. It's changed, shifted a lot. And now, sadly, it's affecting kids. Yeah, kids. I mean, we're getting kids now. Um, I mean, to, when's the last time I did family practice? What, like 10 years ago? Uh, and you're getting kids with type two diabetes, which is, I mean, that's a metabolic disorder. I love the way, uh, Chafee talks about that and, and says that, um, you know, he doesn't see type two diabetes as being a, like actually really a, uh, a disease. He just sees it as a consequence of a completely altered diet that humans aren't supposed to eat. So, so, so real yeah. quick, Shirley, you said, I'm sorry, I don't agree with them. Would you be specific on what you don't agree with them about? Um, so we can answer your question if you have a question or ask a question. So, so my other, so what you're saying is you guys are kind of turning hippie on me. Like we should be going back to raw food. Um, anything that's, you know, shop the grocery aisle on the outside. It, or, right. Now, well, unless Ted Nugent's a hippie, I wouldn't say, you, you know, know you should chase things around and <laughs> poke them with a sharp stick and then eat them. Right. Like that literally would be probably the perfect way to eat. The problem with the pure carnivores is you have to eat 
from nose to tail. Like you need to eat the entire animal. Like you're eating tendons and liver and kidney and. Right. You no, know. The, that's the thing is I think we're forgetting that, um, you know, yeah. And I feel like a dinosaur, but I wouldn't call it hippie. It's that food. We used to eat food that you knew it, we grew it out of the ground. It was, you know, real farm raised animals. And now if you look at packaged food, I mean, there's some frozen vegetables and fruits that are good. Yes. They pick them and they flash, flash, flash freeze them and that they're healthy but the um for the most part if you look at a package of food there's so many ingredients in there and organic chemicals that i don't even know what they are and i'm a doctor that all messes up your metabolism so i think we need to really get back to eating like simple single ingredient foods for one thing you know fruits and vegetables farm raised if you can get it meat forget the processed because there's all the hormones in it. Try to get organic milk if you can and yogurts and dairy and avoid the hormone type stuff. I mean, I I understand cost is an issue, but you'd be surprised at what you can um, get. Yeah, I mean, but you can still do it. I mean, you could do it as expensive as you want. I mean, we just, you know, we went to a farm today that is like a family farm that sells you know, un, you know, pasteurized, but not homogenized milk. It's as close to getting raw milk as you can, but you know, I wouldn't want to eat raw milk because you know, you get E. Coli or something in it and you're screwed. Right. But I mean, it's the entire thing. I mean, their milk has three and a half percent fat. It's it, that's what it should be. Like you shouldn't be scared of fat. So we got, yeah, we got nervous about fat. And then, so then we overeat. Um, Shirley's surely I'm sure the doctors agree with you. There's a lot of reasons why people overeat. We're not talking about overeating. I think what we're talking about is eating the wrong thing. So it's, you know, if you were overeating on carrots and things like that, you know, right. and we understand there's issues. My mom was, you know, their dad was killed when she was 11. She used food to, to take care of her problems. And, and it, she was 350 pounds. And, and, um, you know, that's, we understand there's psychological things too, but I think what the doctors are saying and what I'm understanding is that if, if we were eating right, um, we, a lot of this would not be a problem. And we're talking about, um, you know, eating the right foods and, and we've, we've been lied to and told if you don't eat fat, you won't get fat. Well, your body's going to find that food from somewhere and carbohydrates are going to make you just as fat as if you're eating a bunch of fat on the side of your steak or the chicken skin or something like that. Right. And, well, you know, what they do and people don't realize is how they affect your hunger hormones and your satiety means when you're full hormones uh, really mess with things as well as your cortisol and your insulin receptors in your body. And so carbohydrates, they they don't tell you that you're full. So you're going to eat more than you, you need to. Uh, they sh shut off that hunger hormone or sh turn it on in a lot of people. They also stimulate all these inflammatory things a lot more. And you're right. You know, you're, you're converting them into, into fat. What we also want to encourage people to do, and it's become a problem is to really ramp up their protein in their diet. And that's the first step is aside from eat real food, try to keep the processed carbs and sugar to a minimum, then start to focus on protein to get about 30% of your um, macronutrients for the day out of protein. Because protein- so What does that look like? So like say for breakfast, have a couple scrambled eggs, 
um, maybe forego the toast. Right. Uh, so here's the first thing we talk about, and we've done it, and we did a show. We've done um, shows all summer on different types of diets, everything from plant-based only to carnivore to counting your macros. And so macros are protein, carbs, and fat. You can track them in an app. There's all kinds of them. We did this for months because even though you might be a dietitian or a doctor or highly educated and think you know food or you might be into fitness, it's surprising what kind of, you know, you're eating eggs, but you forget there's a lot of protein in eggs, but there's fat. There's food like yogurt that has carbs, protein, and fat. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can go, you can think, oh, I didn't really eat that many carbs because I'm eating healthy yogurt. Well, they put a lot of sugar in. So what we recommend starting to do is get an app like MyFitnessPal and track what you're eating for one to two weeks. Just eat normally and weigh it and measure it. You can do that easily with a little postal scale. We have one in our kitchen now. You know, you just, it's there $20. You buy them on Amazon. You literally weigh your, your meat on there. We use measuring cups and we tracked everything we were eating and it puts in the calories for the day and all your ratios of protein, carbs, and fat. And you're like, I was surprised. I mean, I'm the girl that likes a giant eight to 12 ounce steak. And I'm thinking I'm eating tons of protein. I was like below 20%. So getting people to focus on seeing what they're really eating, you know, you don't know unless you write it down. And tracking is basically collecting the data and, and, and writing it down. Yeah, you have to do that. Let's answer so, Pam's question. Yes. So if you don't like meat, that's it is a challenge because if you believe, you know, Dr. Anthony Chafee that we interviewed a couple of weeks ago, he would say that it's way easier to assimilate assimilate uh, uh, meat-based proteins, animal-based proteins than, than plant-based proteins. So that, that's a problem. Right. But I, but so I, there's I, also fish. So and there's plants. There, the, the absolute 100% easiest uh, cheating uh, food for protein is shrimp. Shrimp is essentially all protein with virtually nothing. Yeah, else. people forget about fish, and fish is it's the best bang for your buck as far as protein density, really. So, now what about so? What I'm going to just ask is, what about protein powders? Okay, so if uh, you're if you have if you're if you have not, and this is where people will go off the rails. Okay, if you have not, if I mean, w when we were with our personal train uh, personal trainer, we got. Um, you know, we were up to 40, even 50% protein, which is, I would not recommend that. That's really hard. You're never going to get there without powders. I mean, it's just too hard. It's just like, unless you are. If you're staying at 30 or below, you can do it without powders. Yeah, you Absolutely. can do it easily without powders. But, but there, you will be eating steak and eggs. And powders, you have to be careful because there's a lot of them that have crap in them. There's a yeah. lot of artificial yeah. sugars. Like I reacted them really badly and we bought like to 10 different kinds and i finally figured out why i was feeling like i had the flu because of the i can't do sorbitol erythritol i wouldn't recommend anybody do those but they put the sweeteners we, we, in we found two that are probably the cleanest uh jocko wilnick who you know is the famous navy seal who's written tons of business books and whatnot he has his product jocko mulk <laughs> and that stuff is pretty clean and then naked naked, naked 
uh, nutri- uh, nutrition, was, naked, naked nutrition. nutrition. Make, that stuff is absolutely so as make, clean as you can. They get. make animal based and plant based. So they have it's pretty much the whey protein or the plant based protein and nothing else in it. So we really like theirs. But you you can get a lot of protein. You forget there's other sources in uh, yogurt. Now, if you don't like meat and dairy, you can get it from plants, but it's tough. So you have to eat your I don't eat a lot of lentils and legumes, but beans have a lot of protein. Um, rice has protein. Mushrooms have protein. Apricots have protein. It all adds up in little amounts. And you'd be surprised how um, if you're if you're completely vegan, it's a challenge, but it can be done. And, you know, in our group that we are in, there's total vegans. Um, there's little tricks and tips that, you know, that now, that you can learn, but you can, it can be done. It is tough. But even if somebody was going to go into this to go in and say, okay, start looking for raw food. So real food, even if you had to go to the grocery store and say, I'm going to buy real hamburger, hamburger here. I mean, just start and just saying, avoiding the chip aisle and going, if I'm going to have carbs, maybe I need potatoes or maybe something that's a real, something found, you know, that's in nature. Well, usually, usually white things are not the greatest, although real potatoes are great and, and cauliflower, sweet potatoes. Yes. You know, tri- and, triathletes yeah. power themselves with sweet potatoes. And in fact, one of the blue zones of the world, the blue zones are where they're the longest living people in the world, where they've studied these groups of people. Uh, one of the blue zones in, um, I think was the Pakistan or the guys from um, Okinawa, they lived mostly on sweet potatoes. Their diet was like sixty percent sweets. They're, they're you know, weightlifters and like um, the, the you know the dudes that get real tiny and look ridiculous. You know they starve themselves to you know they get down to zero body fat where you can't. They don't even eat a piece of cheese. It's like I'm sorry, that's not my diet. Um, it, it's no. like, but those folks no. they get they eat at the end. They're eating sweet potato potatoes or rice, um, brown rice with chicken and broccoli. You know that kind of stuff. Now, I'm not saying never eat rice. We love rice. We eat it. You know, brown rice has more protein and fiber in it than white rice. There's little tweaks you can make, but you need to start really simple. You know, you don't need to go crazy to begin with. Um, But yeah, if you really like white rice, then if you're, you know, looking at your diet and you're like, well, I'm cutting out all these other refined carbohydrates, I'm going to work it in. You don't have to cut out everything. You you don't have to cut out anything. You just have to, you just have to make it fit your macros and, you can have ice cream, you can have chips, you can have Cheetos, you can have whatever you want. The, the issue is you have to, it has to fit. Okay. So you're not, you're not going to eat it the way you did before. And there's certain things, I think, once you get to a certain point, you, tr- you just don't, you don't want it anymore. Yeah. Right. Like, like, like soda is almost nauseatingly sweet to me now. Yeah. And, and it's it, it just like, it, it's like, it's Read, read Jackie's comment. Can you see it on the screen? So, there? oh, she you said what she switched to this type of eating four years ago, and her health has improved tenfold. Love having more energy. I like having soup and salads for breakfast. Changed my mindset with traditional eating patterns. Yeah, I love it. Like, you don't have to. You can eat bacon and eggs for dinner. You can have steak and eggs, or you can have salad for you know. You can have eat whenever. Eat whatever, whenever you want, as far as there's no rules that the vegetables and meat or whatever has to come at dinner time and not in the morning. Have you done Uh, the ancient nutrition bone broth protein powder? It's we've bought some bone broth protein powder. It was 
too salty and too yucky for us, but you can add it to things. You can put it in gravies or like people like to drink it and it's loaded with amino acids and really healthy. Um, Collagen, big, we're big collagen fans. So I was going to say the other, the other tip I want to throw out there that we were talking about this is that most people will say you need to eat. And we hate the word clean eating. People throw that term around. Yeah. Because, you know, oh. it's like dirty food. I mean, yeah. but you, you should you should eat like a well, healthy, you know, stick to those foods we talked about 80% of the time and 20% of the time. Allow yourself to indulge and eat the stuff that's not supposedly so great for you. You can't cut yourself off of those things completely. I mean, food is social. This is America. We like to socialize around food. I mean, if you never allow yourself to have those things that you love, then you're going to go overboard. Well, so. and then you'll never stick to what you're doing. Exactly. I mean, I mean, it's, it's exactly, I mean, basically eating is resource management. Okay. And eating for health is resource management. So it's exactly yeah. the same as a budget financially. So, I mean, I love what David Chilton says. He wrote a really famous book about 30 years ago called the wealthy barber. And it's about how this guy was a barber. He had very modest means, but he became very wealthy because he figured out how to invest. And, and basically it's an allegory of this is how you, what you should do with your money. And everyone can retire rich. You know, everyone can get rich slow. No one can get rich quick is basically the theme of the book. Okay. Which is, you know, a little overstated, but, but it makes sense. So, you know, everybody can be healthier and fitter and have more muscle and less fat if you do it slow and if you don't deprive yourself of anything, but you get all of the ratios correct. That's really what it comes down to. And I think what a couple of the listeners have been alluding to is mindset. It really is mindset. That's exactly what it is. And when you get in the mindset and you track macros for several months and you learn exactly what you need, what makes you feel good, what's working, then you don't need to track anymore or as much. And now it's liberty. It's like I get to be able to still go skiing and running and all of these things I love because I've lost 20 pounds or whatever. And I still get to enjoy the stuff I enjoy. I just don't have to have it in massive quantities like I did before because I realized that that's a trade-off I don't want to make anymore. Right. And it's retraining your brain because I think most of us didn't grow up like this. I mean, I remember growing up and, you know, I had three sisters and my mom and dad, they were teachers. Um, and, you know, they were on a budget all the time. So I remember, you know, you'd have um, your dinner. And then if you were still hungry, mom would give you a piece of bread with butter on it. And you'd have a couple of pieces, but that's just how you ate. And I remember eating lots of, when Kathy and I got married, my wife, I'm, I'm the most blessed man in the world. They're her family, they grew their own food. It was all, you know, karabi. We were eating karabi before it was popular, you know, and, and all that stuff. You know, I mean, kale was in our salads when we were first dating. I didn't know what it was. And now kale's like the new popular thing. She ate that way. And my family was, my mom says, oh, Rick loves casseroles. I didn't know any different. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know there was something besides a casserole. And we never have casseroles. I mean, you know, so it's, but it's really training. People come to me and go, you know, um, you should, 
you, you should sit down and write down what you do for food and how you do your diet. I go, no, actually what you should do is have me. You should pay me to follow you for the day. I'll write down everything you have and then I'll show you what it is because you can't mimic my diet, but I can show you your diet and probably tell you what's not working. And so I love this because I think we are getting back to even more than, you know, the organic movement. It's like getting back to, it doesn't have to be organic. It can be but raw you know, carrots, food that you get from the garden, food that you buy from a farmer in your neighborhood, um, right. you know, and, and knowing. I'm going to show one of these little clips real fast because you guys went to a dairy farm today. You guys, you have to see. I'm going to throw the one. Yours had a scratchy mic on it, so I don't trust it. Uh, May, I'm going to see what Tim's does real quick. Hi, girls. You know, th this, these cows are living such an unbelievably great life. They are literally turning this into white gold. I... I'm so relaxed in this setting. I think I could get milk. Seriously, come on. I dare you. Come on, man. Milk me. Milk I me. I decline at this moment. Milk me. Gonna. Pay. <laughs> and Tim, I'll tell you, Tim. I picked the wrong one. <laughs> and just personally, I just want to say this because it's right there. That is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And it was kind of cheesy. But you know, oh. Tim, you know, Tim, he will milk it for everything it's worth. Yes. You and May, May, you are definitely the cream of the crop. Yeah. Oh, that's I awesome. Think, I love it. You're so good. You're so fast with those. I think I've utterly re been ridiculous here. And uh, be at the utterly. Yeah, you're going to be at the Livingston uh, Holiday Inn for the next week. Oh, I'm so I'm so moved by the compliments. <laughs> Thank you. So you guys wrap it up and tell people how they can listen because you guys have more information in your podcast that you're doing, how they get to that and how they find all that. Yeah. So the podcast that's coming out tomorrow is kind of a summary, but we've been talking about and wraps up everything um, from this summer where we talk about macros. We talk about all the different experts who come on and talk about different diets and how to eat healthy. Um, and our podcast is BS free MD. We're on every where from Spotify, um, iTunes, we actually now record video and place it on Rumble so you can watch the recordings there. And um, yeah, that's what's coming out this week. And then we also tell everybody about all the shows that we've done, um, like I said, from intermittent fasting to um, a friend of Tim's that actually he overeats on purpose. He does food challenges, stuffs himself to see how much he can eat. And then um, is a yeah, and he's built, he has built, He's a fitness trainer and he is built like literally like an Adonis. Yeah. But it's that's a amazing story how he's able to like he'll eat four large pizzas at one sitting. So let me ask you really, really quick. So it's intermittent fasting. Does that work? Yes, it does. I think it's the lowest hanging for especially for men. We can get deep in the weeds on who should do it and maybe who shouldn't. But for especially for men, it is the lowest hanging fruit in the I if you want to lose weight, you know, tree. I think most people, and so I, I will just say that most of the studies are all on men. There's a few that have ha included women, but usually they're with men. But most of the um, experts that we kind of follow will agree that men and women can do up to 16-hour fast, which is really healthy for their body, which helps the cells replenish and reclean themselves and reset your, your hunger, satiety stuff. Um, so 16 hours is safe for both. And how, how often do people do that when they are on it? Almost all the time. Some people do that every single day and eat two meals a day. I do it probably at least two-thirds of the time. Yeah. So, you you know, you, you if you stop eating at eight at night, 
you have till noon the next day. Yeah. And I like working out fasted. It's weird, but I love it. Like I love yeah. running fast. And in, if you want to yeah. live, if you want to live longer, then that's fascinating too. The Dr. James Denick that I talked about has a book called the longevity solution where he talks about the people that live longer and what they're eating and doing. And intermittent fasting is a big part of that because it actually decreases your inflammatory markers. It allows your yes. body to reset. So um, yeah, intermittent fasting is important for not just. I'll do a protein shake in the morning and that's all I have for breakfast. And, and then I go work out and I feel so much better. I can't eat a lot before I have, I go to work out. It, it, it makes me sluggish. You know what I mean? So I'm, I think I might try that, see how that works. And, um, you know, I'm not trying to lose weight, but it's like, I, I just, I'm always looking for, you know, ways to be healthier as you, you know, start getting up in age like Tim, you know, I don't want to be that old. Right. Um, <laughs> you want someone to still milk you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm out. Can All you right. Guys. Hey, thank you so much. So, again, you guys, you can find it on Spotify, um, you know, any of the any of the channels. The thing about podcasts anymore is I put my, I'll put this on, too, as well. And it comes up on all of them. Spotify, they all pop up there. So just look for BS Free MD. All right, you guys. Thanks That's for it. your time. All right. We'll hey. see you later. You bet. Thank you. Awesome. Bye, Have you a good night. All right. So again, I'm going to give our sponsors a little shout out and uh, I'm going to throw up a little video real quick here for each one of them. Hold on. This is Dr. Michael Bradley from Chris Dental. Don't ever forget how they made us feel for questioning what we put in our bodies. Don't ever forget how they made us wear masks and social distance, not based on scientific evidence, but politics. Don't ever forget what they did to our children by keeping them out of school and then making them wear masks. This November and every election to come, never let them forget what they did to us. Hello everyone, Matt McCarl with New Leaf Hyperics and Wellness. We're gonna chat a little bit today about hyperics and chronic pain, also known as inflammation for some folks that causes that chronic pain. We've talked before about how an hour in this chamber is like taking 40 Motrin or 12,000 milligrams of ibuprofen. Well, that's great. So if you come in and do that once, you're gonna get a little bit of relief but this is also a momentum and accumulative therapy. Similar to eating food or drinking water, you can't just eat one meal and be full for the rest of your life. You can't do one hyperbarics and be pain free for the rest of your life. However, taking an amazing one hour nap in here and getting that anti-inflammatory effect is much better than sticking ibuprofen or NSAIDs in your face every day, multiple times a day, ruining your liver and kidneys. This not only helps you with that inflammation, but it detoxes you at a cellular level every time you're in there, which will help keep your liver and kidneys healthier your whole life. If you need more information, feel free to give us a call, 541-636-3278. Look us up online at newleafugene.com, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. We also have web pages on there. All right, so as we've had this conversation, I'm thinking, you know, I'm pretty fortunate um, because I do live in a farming community. I went out and shot some video because it's so beautiful tonight. Um, a weather change is coming for you guys and for us. Uh, we may get snow on Sunday. It looks like our fall is over and winter's here. Um, but look at this. This is my neighbors. Um, this is the field we live on and they're trying to get their last of their alfalfa in, which is also high in protein, but doesn't taste very good for humans. But for animals, horses, antelope, moose, and elk, they love those fields. But um, 
I have in my freezer right now, I have a half a beef and I know where it came from. I know the farmer who raised it. And I know where it came from. Um, and that's important that you know your farmer and find places where you can go to get your vegetables, to get your fruit, to get the things that you need. And if you can't do that, at least get real food. <laughs> you know, go to the grocery store and go and stay out of the middle. Just go to the aisles that have the fruits and vegetables and prunes and plums and all that kind of good stuff. We're lucky in this country we can get stuff, even though it's not perfect, but we can get stuff um, year round, tomatoes, things like that. So, uh, but I'll tell you what, my neighbors brought me some tomatoes the other day and carrots. And what I've been doing is every night or every day at lunch, I've been cleaning off a carrot and eating a raw carrot. And yeah, I took the plum, the prunes that are the plums that he brought and I stick them in my milkshake with my, um, with my protein shake. And, um, you know, th those are the things, little things you can do. You just start feeling better about your body and who you are because you know what you're putting in it. Um, so if it says Frito-Lay on the top of it, you probably want to get away from it. If it says Dorito, that's just another word for fat ass. Um, <laughs> and, and you don't have to have cream of wheat for breakfast. <laughs> you know, that big old thing that comes out of that chicken's ass, that's good food. That's really good food. So think about what you're eating and think about that. And then if you have, be sure and watch the podcast on BS Free MD um, because I'll have more information for you. But you guys, too, a lot of you have been asking for some really cool, some really great questions. And I'm, I'm, I'm honored to see how many of you really do care about what you eat because I think it also helps our mind. You know what I mean? When I, when I eat like shit, I feel like it in my brain and I get groggy and crabby and I, I Kind of struggle with some depression and i think that when you're eating right and knowing what you're putting in your body and taking care of yourself it's a hell of a lot better so anyway i'm happy to have the bs3 md happy to have some actual doctors on the show <laughs> you know oh <laughs> uh, yeah i know it was i i had i had two candidate two groups of candidates for the show i wanted a doctor so i could have tim and may and but and dr fauci was really close i mean i he was so he it wasn't it was pre-vaccine he he had it and then all that happened and i just had to i had to fire him um and <laughs> so tim and may you beat out dr fauci for this show and plus he was making so much money off the vaccine i couldn't pay him enough <laughs> Okay, good night, you guys. Have a good night and thank our sponsors. We really do appreciate them. All right, see you later. Oh, share it on your page too.